upon further review. The Marty Herney conference call with reporters began with Steve Reed of the Associated Press asking Marty, what's happening on the field now? Yeah, I mean, it's just we've followed all the league protocols, Steve. You know, the, the rookies came in and, and did their COVID testing um, on the starting with the 18th. Then they came in and did their physicals Saturday and, and Sunday. The quarterbacks and the injured players came in. Did their COVID testing started on the 23rd and went four days. And then the veterans came in, started their COVID testing on the 28th, went four days, had their physical Saturday and Sunday. And now we go through the regimen of, of walkthroughs and ramp up period. And, you know, the different groups are on different schedules. What we did was we cut down to 80 um, on Saturday before four o'clock. So we can have uh, all 80 players in the building at, at once. And then the first year players and rookies are still in a separate group where they have the walkthroughs, the, uh, the quarterbacks and uh, the injured players are going on their stage. And then the veteran players right now are, are in the uh, conditioning acclimation period. And then Joe Person of The Athletic chimed in and inquired about the Graham Gano release. Yeah, it's just a different time, Joe. And I think that, you know, getting down to 80, we, we kind of came to the decision. That, and it was hard because um, obviously, ideally, you know, we, we like we Graham um, a lot. We like Joey. But to get to 80 players, we had to make some hard decisions. And um, we made the decision to, to go with Joey. He, uh, came in last year, you know, under difficult circumstances and went seven for eight in kicks, uh, 40 or less. And, and, uh, I think, you know, three of his, he went eight for 11 over 50. He has a strong leg, puts it in the end zone and kickoffs. It was an extremely hard decision because, you know, we think the world of Graham and, He's a, he's a very talented kicker, but we decided to go with Joey. Herney is trying to build the roster in the middle of the player opt-out process. Yeah, I don't think it really changes things. Listen, I mean, anybody who goes through the opt-out process puts a lot of thought in it, and, and we respect everybody's decision. Everybody, um, you know, has their own set of, of circumstances and has to make the best decision for them and their families. That's number one. That is number one for all of us is, is the health and safety of our players, our staff, everybody in the building. Um, and you just have to, you know, go day to day. And, and um, it, as much as you try to, to predict what the roster is going to look like and have an overall view, you know, this job has always had a big part of flexibility into it. You have to be able to adjust. And I think that um, this year is is a big challenge in that area, but it's still that's the attitude you have to take. And, um, you know, these are different times. And we totally understand if a player wants to opt out, we totally respect that decision. We understand it. And, you know, the safety of everybody in this building and the safety of their families come first to us. With no preseason games, Herney must rely on some new and some old methods to evaluate talent. Well, it's just you're, you're evaluating players every day, David. I mean, we're, we're in the process. 
you know, every night waivers come through, you evaluate those players, um, continue to evaluate your own. And with, with uh, the increased practice squad at 16, certainly taking a look at those young players, although, you know, you can have six young player, uh, 10 young players, and then six don't have any qual- uh, restrictions on them. But, you know, with, with that, you're thinking about how important your practice squad is going to be during the season, because I would think that that's the, where you're going to go first as far as um, bring players up if you have injuries or you have somebody that's on reserve COVID because they've been through your testing process and, and they can, um, you know, participate in, in uh, your, your meetings and, and practices like they have been doing as practice squad players. And you can make that transition much easier. So I think you're thinking in different terms as far as, not only a group of 53, but a group of 69. And that might be the biggest difference. The next question seemed pretty simple about quarantining quarterbacks, but Marty Herney's answer was expansive and touches on some other issues. Well, obviously I haven't seen, you know, and, and again, we haven't really seen Teddy uh, out on the field with the team. And, and um, you know, we, we've seen um, PJ and we've seen Wilson, um, and you know, that we like all three quarterbacks, how we, how we decide to, um, handle those situations, Joe, I think you just have to, you know, get further down the road and have discussions, but I will say this just overall as a group, as an organization, we have put so much effort and energy into making, um, this building and everything we do, the, the, as safe as it can be as far as um, making sure there's social distancing, making sure that we keep stressing everybody wears masks. And um, uh, from from Mr. Tepperon down, it has been stressed for the last four months or so how much we have to do um, to create an atmosphere that promotes player safety. And we have changed a lot of things as far as downstairs with, with, with the way it is set up, spacing with the meeting rooms, using the, the third floor level. Um, that's been our emphasis right now is to make sure that we not only adhere to the protocols, but really try to go beyond and make it as safe as possible. And there is so much work being put in by everybody, a lot of people in this organization um, and, you know, I think we feel like we have created as safe an environment as we can overall. Now, for those decisions, those, uh, you know, particular decisions about how you would treat the quarterback position, we really have to wait until we get further down the road to, to really get specific about that. All our efforts and in, in energy have been put into really the big picture of keeping uh, this this environment as uh, safe as we can, adhering to all the protocols and stressing the 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 mass and social distancing. We just we stress that every day, multiple times a day. Now, Steve Reed again with a very good question: Can the NFL pull this off and have a full season? Steve, I can't predict. All I know is everybody the from the NFL level to uh, the club level, we are all doing everything we can to make this as safe 
as environment as we can. So, and I know the league office has, has worked tirelessly. The union has worked tirelessly. I think the approach, the process has all been toward trying to get the season in. But number one, having the players and the staff, everybody's safety and, and well-being and their family's safety and health and well-being is at the forefront of every decision that's made. Marty Herney gave an outstanding answer when asked what made Teddy Bridgewater the quarterback choice in his mind. Well, we have evaluated, hey, there's a lot of things to like about Teddy. And I was, uh, you know, I wasn't even in the, the business when he came out, but I evaluated him and, and thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in that draft. I've always thought that uh, he's been a winner everywhere he's been, um, has overcome a, a horrific injury. Um, I think he's got excellent feet in the pocket, um, has a very compact release, gets rid of it very quickly. Um, his leadership skills, you can talk to anybody that's been around him or, are are highly regarded by anybody that's been with him. So, uh, you know, it, 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 there were just a lot of things to like about Teddy Bridgewater. Now, Herney's biggest talent eval challenges in the COVID-19 pandemic. It, it's really just, Lynn, it's really just staying open-minded and, and, you know, sticking to your principles and, and um, going through the same process evaluation-wise as we would every year. So, you know, we don't have OTAs and many camps, but, and, and we don't have preseason games, but it's still knowing what you're looking for, trying to, to, um, get a very good idea of the systems and what we're going to do and then how that personnel, how each personnel group and w what traits they're looking for and how each player fits into what we're trying to do. And we spend a lot of time on that now with our coaching staff uh, in the off season, going into the draft and then after the draft. Um, and, and that's the key personnel wise for us is just, identifying the traits that fit the best into what we're trying to do, and we just have to continue to do that. And then finally, Herney was asked about depth up front, offensively and defensively. Yeah, I mean, I think offense and defense line are always two of the most important groups, and it's really hard to evaluate until you get in the pads. Um, even when you have many camps and OTAs, it's hard to evaluate those two position groups. And obviously, we haven't gotten there yet, but I think just in general, if there's ever a chance you have to to acquire an offense alignment or a defense alignment that you think can help your team, you have to look very hard at doing that. That's Marty Herney on Upon Further Review. Thanks for being a part of the show. I'm Mick Mixon reporting on the Carolina Panthers Podcast Network. <laughs>